This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good and he is worthy to be praised. I want to talk to you tonight, family, about this idea, asking the question, are we witnessing the great falling away? There's a few things I want to do tonight. The first thing I want to do is just ask you that question straight up. Before I get into what I think about it, before I get into my evidence, anybody tuning in tonight, answer that question for me. Do you feel like we might be witnessing the great falling away? And one of the reasons why I asked this question was because I came across something not too long ago. It's a little while ago, but it's fairly recent. And it was talking about church attendance in the United States and how church attendance is currently down. Right. And so I want to pull up this article for everyone. This is an article. It's in a few places, but let me see if I can get it on the screen. Right. It's in a few places, but. um, But basically, this article is from Gallup and it says U.S. church membership falls below majority for first time, basically meaning less than 50 percent of the nation now attends church. Now, I can say this right off the bat. I know that church membership is not a direct um, correlation to somebody believing in Christ or following Christ. Technically, I don't even have a church home right now. You know what I mean? So uh, there's various reasons for that. So I say that to say it's not always the case that church directly ties into belief. But that being said, there is something to be said about this idea that church membership has fallen. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read this article. And I want you guys to kind of weigh in and let me know why is it that church membership is falling? Um, is there a reason? Can we pinpoint it? Is it just by happenstance? OK, of course, we're in a pandemic that has something to do with it as well. So let's just read the article. I'll start with the highlights. In 2020, 47 percent of U.S. adults belonged to a church, synagogue or mosque. Okay, this is already kind of skewed because it's including some extra stuff, but let's just go with it. Down more than 20 points from the turn of the century. Change primarily due to rising Americans with no religious preference. Okay, so let's read this article. Americans' membership in houses of worship continued to decline last year, dropping below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. In 2020, 47% of Americans said they belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque, down from 50% in 2018 and 70% in 1999. So I'll just keep reading. I think this is self-explanatory. But we can see this chart here. So I guess I'm not going to keep reading. <laughs> but we can see this chart here where you see way back in 1940, you're looking at about maybe even earlier than 1940. You're looking at about 73 percent of the nation who says they attend some sort of religious building. OK, some sort of 
uh, membership. That's the word that we're looking for. Then it kind of goes up to 76 around, looks like about 1950. And so you're kind of around this 73 mark, this 73, 71, all the way up through probably like 1980, 1970-something, 1980. You're still in the 70s. You get around to... The 90s, now you're starting to dip into the 60s, 68, 69. This is like a, for, a weather forecast. 70, okay? And at 70, as they mentioned, that was in 1999. But ever since then, from that point, you see it's slowly declining. 64% have a membership. 61%, 57, 55, 50. All the way to the point where now, and I think this is uh, by 2020, it was down to 47%. So let's continue on with the article. It says, U.S. church membership was 73% when Gallup first measured it in 1937 and remained near 70% for the next six decades before a steady decline around the turn of the 21st century. As many Americans celebrate Easter and Passover this week, Gallup updates a 2019 analysis that examined the decline in church membership over the past 20 years, Gallup asks Americans a battery of questions on their religious attitudes and practices twice each year. The following analysis of declines in church membership relies on three year aggregates from 1998 to 2000 when church membership averaged 69 percent subgroup. Oh, sorry. Uh, OK, so this is just telling you what they did. We can kind of bypass this a teeny bit. But basically, by the time they get to 2018 to 2020, it averages out to 49%. The aggregate allows for reliable estimates by subgroup with each three-year period consisting of data from more than 6,000 U.S. adults. Now, 6,000 people in a country of, I think we're, what, 330 million? That's not really a lot. So you got, we got to take these polls with a grain of salt. But the reason why I'm discussing this tonight is because although this is a sample size, I get the sense that culturally we are falling away from the things of God, you know, so so whatever the case may be, this is these are the parameters that they use. So I, I'm going to skim through this article because I really just want to get into the discussion. But basically, they say that the that the decline is tied to a lack of religious affiliation, a lack of religious affiliation. And uh, maybe I'll come back and put the link in here to go through all the details because there's a lot of information here. Uh, but ultimately, do you guys agree with this poll? Do you think that this is something that, that you witness in your everyday life? When you talk to people on the streets, when you think about people in your family, okay, when you think about uh, just your church home. I know the church home that I grew up in, it was a bit of an older church. And when I was going there in the 90s, we had a lot of folks, a lot of young people. And over the course of time, so so some of y'all know my testimony. You know, I left that church when I was about 12, 13 years old. And then when I came back at 28, it still had a fair amount of people. But what I noticed was the people were older. So there was a lot of older folks. And when I was going there as a child, we used to have a junior choir. And that junior choir was filled with kids. It was like three rows of kids. I used to sing in the junior choir. It was three rows of kids, you know, big church rows, <laughs> church pews where the choir sings. And, man, it was a lot of us. 
But then when you go to the church now and you look at the junior choir, there's just not a lot of kids. Now, is it that my generation is not having kids? You know, the millennials, that's that is true. That is factually true. We're having less kids. But I think it's more about a generational exodus, for lack of a better word, where it's like uh, people in that mid-range, adult range, millennial age, I'm 37, okay, people around my age, either they're leaving the church or the faith completely, or what they're doing in some cases is they're leaving those traditional churches, and then they're going to a church that's that's a little bit more modern or cosmopolitan or up-to-date, <laughs> I don't even know how you want to say it, but a church that kind of fits them more, you know, a church that's not as traditional, and in some cases not as religious, so Weigh in. Is this something that you guys see um, in your everyday life? Uh, is and, and, and I think in order for us to answer this question, are we experiencing a great fall in the way? We kind of have to look at the types of believers that we see today. And so in a minute, we're going to actually do that. We're going to do this is probably going to be my first reaction video, but we're going to react to a video that my friend sent me earlier this week. And I did look at it earlier this week and had my initial reaction, but but I want to look at it again with fresh eyes and just kind of talk it out with you guys because I want to really sit down and examine. Now, where's this whole idea of a great falling away even come from, right? Where does this idea even come from? Well, let's look at Second Thessalonians. What I really want is Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three. And I'm going to read that briefly. It says, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now that falling away, the, the, the word for that is apostasia. Which is where we get our word apostasy. So effectively what this is saying is um, before the Antichrist is revealed, there's going to be an apostasy, a falling away. So I'm going to read this brief article by a site that I like a lot, Got Questions. It says, will there be a great apostasy during the end times? Make sure y'all can see that. Yeah, you can. Okay. The Bible indicates that there will be a great apostasy during the end times. The great apostasy is mentioned in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. The KJV calls it the falling away, while the NIV and ESV call it the rebellion. See, look at that, the, the rebellion. It's not just about a lack of church attendance, but it's about a complete rebellion to the faith. Okay, my, my, my grandmother went, was in the church. My great-grandmother was in the church. My grand great-great-granddaddy was in the church. I'm into witchcraft. I'm into, uh, I'm, I went to jail and I became a Muslim. I became agnostic. I became atheist. All of these are examples of what we see happening today. So it's not just the issue of, oh, I'm lazy and I just want to do bedside Baptist. But a lot of these issues are simply a matter of what the Bible calls rebellion in some translations. And that's and, and continuing. It says, and that's what an apostasy is, a rebellion and a an abandonment of the truth. The end times will include a wholesale rejection of God's revelation a further, quote, falling away of an already fallen world. Wow. So then we got to ask the question, is it talking about the world? Is it talking about the church, right? Because um, there's another scripture that says, they went out from us that it might be made known 
that they were not of us. Okay, <laughs> so so we got to combine all of the word together. But that's what Paul said. I believe it was Paul said that about a couple folks that just left. He said, well, they went out, they left us because God wanted it to be revealed, to be made manifest that they weren't a part of us in the first place. So it goes on to um, explain what was going on. Basically, there were some folks that thought that Jesus had already came and that they were in the tribulation. And Paul was writing the church in Thessalonica to let them know that's not the case, right? That won't happen until. And the two things that he said was the great falling away. And I think the other one was that the man of sin would be revealed. It calls it here the man of lawlessness. I think the King James Version calls him the man of sin or the son of perdition, also known as the Antichrist. So so, so what we see happening at the same time is we see the combination of the falling away and the spirit of the Antichrist establishing itself. So what is the spirit of the Antichrist? It's basically the religion of tolerance. Okay, that, that phrase Antichrist means, anti means either um, against or it can mean in place of. So the Antichrist religion is 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 people are still religious. OK, because because you got to be religious to believe in witchcraft and Islam and all this stuff. Uh, you even have to be religious to be to be an atheist, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so it's not that they're abandoning being religious or superstitious and all these type of things. But what's happening now is that there's they're they're adopting something in place of Christ. So that's how you see the two things working hand in hand, the great falling away and the, 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 the preparation for the man of sin, the Antichrist. Right now, Paul says the spirit of the Antichrist is already in operation. So it's a slow moving thing that's going on. Right. But it's already in operation. So that's a lot of what we see happening now is there's a rebellion that's taking place. So I'm going to ask this question tonight. What do you guys think is the cause of this rebellion? If if you believe there is a great falling away taking place, what do you think is the reason why it's happening? Okay. Why do you think that is? And while you guys answer that question, I'm going to go to the comments real quick. Moni E says, people are woke, LOL. And that's a great point. This whole idea of being, being woke, it's almost like, this idea of being woke means that you're hip to something or you're aware of something that other people are not aware of. Now, when we come into the faith, the Bible does say the eyes, the eyes of your um, understanding being enlightened. So we do actually come into the understanding of Jesus Christ. But the understanding of Jesus Christ has been in this country for a long time. So uh, for us. OK, because, you know, Christ is the name of Christ has been on the scene for over 2000 years. Um, when people talk about woke, usually they're talking about their eyes being open to something that they're not familiar with. So they're basically talking about something other than Christ. So I'm being woke to the fact that the problems of this world are caused by white supremacy. Or I'm woke to the fact that the problems of this world are all caused by the patriarchy. Or I'm woke to the fact that the problems of this world are all caused by, um, you know, the Illuminati or something like that. 
which effectively is the devil, which effectively is true. But if you if you have that understanding without the understanding of Christ, you're not really woke. You're really sleep. It's almost like that movie. Some of you might have seen this movie. I think it's called Inception. And I can't remember all the details, but basically it was like you're in a dream and then you you woke up in a dream, but you're still in the dream. And it's all these different dream realms. And what's happening is some people are, quote unquote, waking up to stuff. I'm waking up to um, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, uh, I'm waking up to uh, gender fluidity. I'm waking up to um Eastern mysticism or or yoga or uh, witchcraft and all this other stuff that people are now participating in. So they think that they're awake, but they're actually still in a dream state. So I agree with you, Moni. One of the issues is that people are woke. Glory to God. And I greet everybody that's coming on. Sister Carol says, of course, beloved. Okay, good. Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Randy says, yes, I believe so. There's a great falling away taking place. Yeah, I've even seen some videos of pastors, uh, you know, quote unquote pastors have made videos over the last few years of so-called leaving the faith. You see these articles. If I'm keeping it real with y'all, when I see that, I kind of go back to the scripture that well, they weren't of us in the first place. Right. But somebody has to fall away. So that could very well be what's happening. These people that profess the name of Christ are falling away from the faith. Moni e says, yeah, I'm shocked to see how people are tuning, turn, excuse me, turning to witchcraft. Back in the day, that was a no-no. Yeah, way back in the day, the Bible said I suffered a witch not to live. So they say they used to have witch hunts. I don't know if that's true, but the days of witch hunts are over. I'm not saying we should have them. <laughs> but the days of witch hunts are over, right? People are overtly practicing witchcraft. And people are overtly doing everything now. I saw something recently where there's like a lady who identifies as a witch. She's holding like a sexual summer camp for kids that are in, I think it was like elementary and middle school. So folks are just openly doing stuff because there's 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 no strong presence of conviction in this country because everybody is turning to the religion of tolerance where I just tolerate everything that everyone else does and nobody can say anything about anyone. It's a shameless society. Okay, because because we are... See, this is what we got to understand. The Bible says that God created Adam and Eve. Well, he created Adam, then he created Eve from Adam's side, from his rib. And they were naked and they were not ashamed. But once they got separated from God because of their sin... The, the first thing that they did that they did was they went and they covered themselves with fig leaves. Why did they cover themselves with fig leaves? Because they saw their nakedness and they were ashamed. So they said, I have to cover up this shame. Right. Um, what's happening now is you can walk outside butt naked during a slut walk and have no shame. Because what the devil's trying to do is he's trying to uh, free people. But he's not he's he's not freeing them from sin like Christ does. He's given a false liberation, which is freeing people to sin. So Christ frees us from sin while the devil gives you this false impression that you can be free to sin. 
So it's like, hey, I know that this thing is um is eating at me. I know in my conscience that or or at least what society has told me or at least used to tell me is wrong. This lifestyle that I'm living is wrong. So what the gospel says is confess your faults and you shall be cleansed. You know, um, if we confess our sins then he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So 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 God is saying I will meet you where you are and I will bring you where I want you to be. I will make you into the person. I will make you born again into the son or daughter of God whom I have called you to be. Whereas the devil says, okay, just reject all of that and just do what you want. Do as thou wilt is the satanic principle. So that's what we got going on. It's, it's, it's the freedom from sin versus the freedom to sin. And and it and it's 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 almost like forgiveness of sin versus a license to sin. You know what I mean? Like like with God, He's saying, "I will forgive you. Just come to me. Come, let us reason together. Though you, I know your sins are red as scarlet, but listen, I'll make them white as snow. All right, it just come. Let us reason together. And the devil's saying, "I got an easier proposition for you." Just do whatever you want to do. We ain't even got to talk about it. The problem with that is that that's not going to stand up on Judgment Day. So I see a couple of the comments. Then I'm going to get to this reaction video. Sister Pat says there's a lot of new age spirituality arising. Yeah, that's the big thing about wokeness, the new age stuff, new age teachings. Moni says, yeah, people feel that they know everything and they're leaning on their own understanding. Wow. B says, yeah, I'm so heartbroken to see so much darkness yeah pat says honestly this nation needs to repent god is not pleased this nation has rebelled against god wow Brittany says people are experiencing a strong delusion on multiple levels my goodness yeah pat says yeah now there's christian witches shaking my head <laughs> it's crazy sister carol says i read an article last night saying that the witches from certain countries that used to hold burnings in the past are now calling for an open apology from what was done against witches how bold can you get that's real that shows you where people are where they've gone from something that is openly against god to saying that you owe us an apology for us doing what's openly against god and that's how a lot of people feel a lot of people feel that they have been victimized. They feel that they have a, a, a civil rights issue or a human rights issue on their hands. Why is that? It's because they have been convinced that good is evil and evil is good. The Bible says, woe, woe unto them who call evil good and call good evil. But that old serpent is Satan who deceives the whole world. So, that's really what it is. So what I want to do real quick, family, those are some really good comments, by the way. I want to get into a video that a buddy of mine sent me. He's still in the world. As far as I know, he's not saved, right? But he sent me this video that's called, and hopefully I can play this without getting no issues. But this video is called, Do All Christians Think the Same? 
It's called Do All Christians Think the Same? Now, let me tell you how what they're doing. Some of you might have seen this because it looks like they have over like 5.8 million views. This is from about two, two years ago, April 5th, 2019. It says, Do All Christians Think the Same? And what we're going to see in this video family is if you've ever taken one of those surveys in the survey, you can be like right in the middle. And then I guess, I don't know if y'all can see my mouse or not, but like, uh, I don't think you can, but to the far left would mean that you strongly disagree. And to the strong right would be that you strongly agree. And every other line in between that is basically varying degrees. So I apologize if I made that complicated. Y'all know I like to, I talk too much and make stuff complicated. <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is um, if, if you see them move to the left, that means that they disagree. And if you see them move to our right, that means that they agree. So the first one that we see here says, I like Christian music. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play this and then I'm going to comment on it. Now, this first question, excuse me, this first question or statement, I like Christian music. It's really not that important, but I'm playing it for a reason and I'll tell you why in a second. Some Christian music is good, and some of it is lame. But that's the same with like any kind <laughs> yeah, of music. Yeah, any genre of music is so. the same way. I have to be like in a certain setting or a certain mind state to listen to it. I kind of agree that some is good and some is bad, but I kind of feel like 60 to 70 percent of it is not good <laughs> or like exciting. But maybe I'm kind of traumatized because I could only listen to Christian music when I was a kid. Yeah, so I'm now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's relatable. Yeah, that might be part of it. Okay, so I want to pause that and, and kind of key in on what that gentleman just said because this is important for us to understand, right? Because the reason why I'm showing us this video and talking about the great falling away is we need to understand who is who is potentially falling away. So conceptually speaking, all of these people that's in this video identify as Christian. Now, it's only five people, it looks like. I only see five in this shot. But the point is um, what they are supposed to represent is a myriad of perspectives as far as the Christian perspective is concerned. So when we talk about people falling away from church or falling away from the faith, okay, who are we even talking about in the first place? And I'm playing this because it gives us a, an idea of what America considers Christian in the first place. You know, when my friend sent this to me, the first thing I kind of said was like, you know, this is trash. <laughs> and then I was just, but then I watched it and I said, you know what? There is some value in this because what this is allowing us to do is it's allowing us to really learn who it, it, we can learn from it. So the reason why I did that first one with the Christian music is because uh, the gentleman said, I grew up only being able to listen to Christian music. And because of that, it's like he almost got to the point where he's he's kind of over it. You know what I mean? And that's a lot of people's story. A lot of people grew up in the church. They think because they grew up in the church, that makes them Christian. And then because they grew up under 
the tutelage of Christianity, when they do get older, they tend to, uh, some of them tend to rebel from it or reject it, or at least get to the place where they say, I want to experience what I feel like I didn't get to experience. And that's natural. You know what I mean? That's natural, but um, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to point that first question out about the music is because I wanted us to get to, to hear him say that I, I was re, I was I was reduced to this one option before, but I grew up and now I want to explore other options. And it's not just the music. It's just a lot of times it's just things overall. It's the faith overall. So let's keep going. So this one says, oh, my bad, I'm sorry. It says, I have doubted my beliefs. I mean, I'm gay. I'm from like a little town in Texas. Hold on, it's let, difficult let, to hold on. let's back that up for a second. Okay, so the statement was, I have doubted my beliefs. You see here, these are the options, right? I'm trying to get this line off, but you, anyway. So um, these, uh, so it's one, two, three, it's about six of them actually, I think that, one person was short in the back. But anyway, you know, you see the answers here. So basically the people that have moved to the right are saying that they agree that they have doubted their faith. And these to the left are saying that they somewhat disagree. I mean, I'm gay. I'm from like a little town in Texas. It's difficult. Let me let him finish. To not question your faith because you're told that gay people can't be Christians or Christians can only follow these certain uh, rules that are set out. So for me, when I started to grow and to get a relationship with Christianity myself is whenever my faith became stronger, but it was definitely difficult and I'm still really going through that right now. Okay. I want to pick on this gentleman or anybody else in this video. Uh, <laughs> when I, <laughs> if I start giving a disclaimer, you know, I'm about to go in a little bit, but I'm just going to ask this question to you guys what is a christian let's ask this question what is a christian what is a christian because this, he said a lot he definitely said a lot and um one of the things he said is that i'm gay and i'm christian so me and my buddy had a discussion about this it wasn't really a discussion but i commented on the video and i said Initially, what I said is nobody can be gay and be Christian. And then I took that back and I said, nobody can be openly gay and be a Christian. And what I mean by that is if somebody is struggling with same-sex attraction, but they have made up in their mind that my goal is to follow Christ, then in my book, that person is potentially a Christian because they've actually repented. They've said, okay, Lord, I recognize how it is that you want me to live. I recognize what I'm supposed to do. Um, I'm struggling in this area. I commit this thing to you, and I'm hoping that one day I can, I can be set free from it. So if there's somebody that has some sort of same-sex attraction or whatever, and they got to die to that daily, because the Bible says we got to die to our flesh daily, or they just need some deliverance, but they are struggling with it. They don't want to be that way. In my book, that that could be 
a Christian and you could argue a gay Christian, even though I wouldn't call him that. But what this guy seems to be saying is that he is practicing homosexual. See, see, the issue with being a believer is whether you practice sin or not. See, most of us, we're, if you live this life, you're going to do something that displeases God. You're going to sin. That's why the Bible says, um, you know, confess your faults one to another. Uh, if you uh, confess your sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins, cleanse you of all unrighteousness, come boldly to the throne of grace. It says all these things because it's making provision for something that God knows that we're going to do. But... Uh, we should not be practicing that lifestyle. It should, well, we hopefully we don't do it, but when we, if, if you do sin, the Bible says, we have an advocate, right? And that's when we go to Christ, say, Lord, I messed up and I'm trying to get it right. Which is, to me, is a good deal, right? That's a good deal. But what some people view as a better deal is that I just do what I want to do and I completely ignore what the Bible says and I'm just going to openly practice my sins. So I'm going to openly fornicate. I'm going to openly lie. I'm going to open, like, you know, just openly um, launder money, openly practice this lifestyle that's against God, whatever the case may be. So that's the first thing that he said that kind of stood out to me. And then the next thing he said was, I thought he was going to say, a re- I grew in my relationship with Christ, which I was going to side eye. But if you caught it, he said, I grew in my relationship with Christianity. I don't know if anybody else caught that, but I'm about to rewind it back in a second. So let's let's uh, do that. Let's go back just a few seconds. My faith became stronger, but to get a relationship with Christianity myself. See, he just said, me, back up. when I started to grow and to get a relationship with Christianity myself is whenever my faith became stronger, but it was definitely difficult, and I'm still really going through that right now. There were things that I right. felt like quick. I was born knowing that God loved me and that God was good, and then when I came into the church a little bit later, there were some beliefs, because um, I'm I queer. my screen up. So that people were just like, this is what it is, and you can't be this, and like this is not. Sorry, my da, bad. Da, 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 da. But the reason I'm in this line is because I never felt that from God. I still felt like He loves me. Okay, so that was that was good insight that we got from them. But the point I wanted to point out is that the guy said, "When I grew in my relationship with Christianity." Sorry, my screen started going wonky. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to Lamb of God. And, and I was doing so much fidgeting, I didn't even really catch what she said. Let me hear what this other young lady said real quick. Went to the church a little bit later. There were some beliefs, because um, I'm queer. So I grow and to get a relationship with Christianity myself is whenever my faith became stronger. But it was definitely difficult, and I'm still really going through that right now. There were th- to his credit, he says, I'm still really going through that right now. And when he says that, I'm not sure what he means. I don't know if he means he's going through repentance, which I don't think that's what he meant. I think I think he he's talking about doubt, but I'm not him, you know, so uh, take that with a grain of salt. But let's hear what she has to say. Things that I felt like I was born knowing that God loved me and that God was good. And then when I came into the church a little bit later, there were some beliefs, um, because I'm queer. So 
Okay, that's interesting. I didn't even catch that when I first watched it. She's quote unquote queer. That people were just like, this is what it is, and you can't. Hold on, let me see something real quick. I gotta see this black girl face <laughs> when she says she queer. Hold on, she got, because I already know something she's gonna say later. So hold on, let me watch that again. Because um, I'm queer. So <laughs> that people were just like, this is what it is, and you can't be this, and like, this is not. Da, 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 da. So somebody told her the truth. How does she respond? But the reason I'm in this line is because I never felt that from God. I still felt like he loves me. And that's a good thing to assert. Well, that's a good thing, depending on when she says he loves me. Is she saying he loves me? <sighs> Let me say this the right way. Is she saying he loves me? despite my rebellion or is she saying that he loves me in spite of my rebellion you know what i'm trying to say is god does love us but a part of god's love is truth because you can't have love without truth and what it sounds like is somebody gave her the truth i don't know how they delivered it but whatever the case may be um she just did with it whatever she did with it i can't really speak for these people but i'll put the link in y'all can go back and watch it later i support the lgbt community all right before we even get it okay before we even get into this one let me let me read the questions from that last one because i don't want to get too ahead because that was a pretty pretty intense one that question that they just asked or statement that they just made so <clears throat> so earlier i asked what is a christian and I want to kind of see what folks said about that. Okay. So, oh, here's a comment from Brother Joseph. He says, part of the falling away is attempts to Christianize things with renewing the mind. Wow. Yeah, we do try to Christianize a lot of stuff. That's true. Huh, Moni said, I thought they were all going to the far right. No, it's going to be different answers, so just stay tuned. I'm going to hurry up and get through this so we can continue. B says, they could be angry with God, which makes people rebel. That's true. Oh, Pat said, we can't see the video. All right, I hope we, hopefully I fixed that. Okay, so when I asked what is a Christian, Moni says, Christian equals follower of Christ. That's my exact answer. Car Sister Carol also said Christ follower. Now, what it means to follow Christ means to follow his teachings okay um i think in this country because this is how i used to think before i was born again people think that if you simply believe that god exists or you believe that christ existed or even exists then that makes you a christian the devil believes that god and christ exist what makes you a christian is if you actually follow what the Bible teaches, what Christ actually teaches us. And if we do that, right, the inspired word of God, that's what actually makes somebody Christian. Um, so, yeah, that's my exact answer, Christ follower. So, so the, and, I, and I made that point to my friend who's in the world because I was like, you can't be in open rebellion to Christ, but then also be a follower at the same time. 
because those two things contradict each other. And that's the that's the point I was trying to make. B says the word Christian is just a word unless you have a testimony. Wow. Moni says he is saying he will do what he want. And if he can't, then there must be something wrong with Christianity. A lot of folks say that. B says so much confusion in the world about Christianity. It really is. And we know that God is not the author of confusion. Moni says they brought the wrong set of Christians to this survey. You know what, Moni? Um, so that's that's why when I first saw it, like a minute or two in, I was like, this is garbage. But they bought they brought the right set of Christians into this survey because there are people all over the country and the world who are represented by these people. There are people who legitimately think I'm I'm queer and I'm Christian. I'm openly gay and I'm Christian. I'm openly in rebellion and I'm Christian. I fornicate and I'm Christian. Like openly fornicate. There's people who, when I say openly, I mean like unapologetically. There's people who, or or even even it might just be sometimes too. They call this greasy grace. Sometimes it could be they they know it's wrong. But they believe, but they believe that God's God's forgiveness is so rich, which it is, if you want to be real technical, right? Um, that they can just do what they want and then just ask for forgiveness later, and that's not biblical because the Bible says explicitly in the book of Hebrews that if we if we do that then we're trampling over the blood of Jesus. Let's see if we can find that real quick. And y'all let me know if you want me to do some more reaction videos. I, I don't mind doing these. <laughs> I don't mind doing these. I know I need to hurry up and get through it, though. So uh, I think it's Hebrews chapter, is it 10 or 11? Okay. Let's 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 click on this real quick. So verse 26 says, for if we sin willfully after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. That's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Uh, but that's in Hebrews. You know, so maybe we'll do a Bible study on that. Let's keep going with the video. Oh, let me back up. So this question was, I support the LGB community. About to make some enemies. Wow. First of all, look at that spread. Look at that spread. You got my my sister over here strongly disagree. You got a couple over here that disagree. Then you got this young lady. She agrees. And then you got these two who just so happened to be the queer and the the guy who said he was gay strongly agree. Let's see what they say. When we mention support, it means to accept. And I don't accept the lifestyles within the community, but do I love them? Do I want the best for them? I absolutely do. Do I think that we should be 
mean to them in church? Do I think that we should shun them from church? No, and I'm sorry that you guys had that experience because that is awful, that is horrible. No one should go to a church and feel like you need to run away from it. It's interesting that- let me, let me say something real quick. First of all, I like what she said. Secondly, this came to mind as she was speaking. Are we willing to stand alone? Are we willing to stand alone? Think about this for a second. I know I'm a bad, I'm a bad reaction person because I keep stopping the video. <laughs> but think about this for a second, right? You're in a room of six Christians, including yourself. In a room of six Christians, you're standing alone on this issue, which happened to be I, the, the, the statement was, I support the LGBT community. So if you're standing alone in a room of six Christians, imagine if the world were in this room. It would pro it could possibly be you like a hundred to one. That's extreme, but is it really if you're already in a room of six Christians and you're already standing alone? I guess you could kind of say these two guys are um standing with her to a certain degree. But I mean the boldness that it takes for her in the year 2019 to say that she strongly disagrees and the heart of Christ for her to deliver that message, you know. Um, personally, I think we apologize to this community way more than we need to because we shouldn't be apologizing for sin, right? But I commend her for showing love. No, because the thing that has hurt me the most is actually the language with which you're speaking, which is m more confusing, I think. No one actually shunned me. It was more like this, more like, I love you, but like God kind of wants to like send you to hell. I okay, that's interesting. She said that she is not confused. My bad, I'm sorry. She said that the language that, let me let me just say what she said. My fault. I apologize. Let me say <laughs> my bad. Hurt me the most is hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is awful. That is horrible. No one should go to a church and feel like you need to run away from it. It's interesting though because the thing that has hurt me the most is actually the language with which you're speaking, which is m more confusing. I think. Okay, so I think what she's saying is. The message that's confusing her is God loves me, but I'm in sin. And she's having trouble reconciling the fact that some people are saying, oh, God loves you, da, da, da. And then some people are saying like, oh, you're in sin or he loves you, but you're in sin. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Um, that's that's how it is. Like God loves us and a part of his love is actually him freeing us, forgiving us, and freeing us from sin. No one actually shunned me. It was more like this, more like, I love you, but like God kind of wants to like send you to hell. I do. Okay, so it sounds like she's saying the people are saying, I love you, but then the people are saying God wants, you to, wants to send you to hell. So she's not even saying the people are saying God loves you at least not in that statement. She's saying it's like the people are saying, oh, I love you so much. But then the people are also saying, but God, you know, he's the bad guy. I, I Personally, I like you. 
I ain't got a, an issue with you, right? But technically speaking, God is going to send you to hell if you openly rebel against him in this way. Um, and that makes me think about what type of message are we giving people? Would this woman be less confused if we just told her the gospel straight up? Like it's a sin just like cheating on your husband or your wife is a sin. God doesn't like it and you need to turn from it. Meant, you know, you need to repent. You need turn in the other direction and he'll empower you to be able to be set free. Are we giving the right message? Do you have Christian friends who are queer or gay? And they're struggling. They're abstaining from the lifestyle. But the LGBTQ community says there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. They're proud of that status, not remorseful or trying to be aligned with what the Bible says about it. You are literally picking one. That was well said, but let me um, let this gentleman speak next. One part of the Bible that you believe and throwing away everything else. There's like certain materials that we're not supposed to wear. There's certain foods that we're not supposed to eat, but we don't discriminate against people who do that. But we do discriminate against people who literally just love someone different. Respectfully, this dude is biblically illiterate. He doesn't understand the difference between the new covenant and the old covenant, the, the, old, co the old testament and the new testament. And I'm saying this because earlier, remember, he said he it sounded like he grew up in a Christian home. He said, I'm, I was only able to listen to Christian music. I can assume that he was like a churchgoer or something. And for whatever reason, it's like it's the doctrine is not clicking. Right. So now I'm kind of back to the church. What are we teaching folks? Um, you know, he's going by Old Testament law. May, maybe he's using that as a defense mechanism. But even in the New Testament, we can go to Corinthians. Paul wrote to the Corinthians church, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor um, covetousness. Hold on real quick. I think it's first Corinthians chapter. See the nine verse six or six verse nine. Let's see. Let's try six verse nine. First Corinthians. Oh, I'm a second. My bad. First Corinthians chapter six verse nine. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. So... I'm going to let him finish. If you're going to disagree with it, you also have to understand like the weight of what you are asking a queer person to do. When you look at... You know what the weight is? The weight is self-denial. You know, I, look, well, I don't know if I even want to say what I got to say, but um, anyone who is actually following Christ is denying themselves in some way. Okay, if you, you as a single Christian... And you have not been called as a eunuch. Ideally, you're denying yourself the, you know, the ability to to copulate. Right. Um, if you are a glutton, 
you're denying yourself food that you might want to eat. You know, if you are, uh, the point I'm trying to make is everybody has to die to their flesh. So my question is, why is it that this death is being marketed as so much more of a death than anything else? Someone and you feel like they're attractive and you have to disagree with that part of yourself every second of the day. You have to tell yourself that's freaking wrong. That's freaking wrong. And at like every second, like you don't think that I should, I should not marry a woman that I love. So yeah, every second <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you should be denying that. You know, look, people that are following Christ, it's stuff that sometimes we would like to do. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff. Look, every now and then, you know, you might want, hey, look, okay. But the it here's here's what she needs to understand. A couple things. One, God empowers us to actually um, live holy, right? We can't do it in our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Ghost to live holy. Two. God sets us apart, a.k.a. sanctifies us. And the purpose of sanctification is to like we sanctification is basically like a detox. OK, because if you notice when the Lord first saved you, he will sanctify you hard. He'll set you apart. He, he'll pull you from your friends and everything. Why is he doing that? He's trying to detox you. And once you get detoxed, what happens is the pull the pull of the flesh becomes uh, less, meaning that, yeah, you're denying yourself every day, but it doesn't feel like as much of a of a of a uh, of a death, you know. And, and, and listen, Galatians says that the flesh and the spirit wrestle against each other every day. So there is always a wrestling match. But if we walk in the spirit and if we allow the Lord to sanctify us, meaning you know, what are we watching? What are we listening to? What type of imagery are we consuming? If we allow him to, to, to do that and we and we gain a hunger and a thirst for the Lord to occupy that time, then we can actually be empowered to live holy. Doesn't happen overnight all the time. Sometimes it do happen overnight, but um, generally speaking, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, deliverance is... Deliverance can be a one-time thing, but it requires maintenance. So respectfully, what this young lady needs is deliverance. But in order for her to receive deliverance, she has to actually want to be delivered. You know what I mean? It it sounds to me, I'm not her, it sounds to me like she hasn't fully come into agreement with the idea that, she, that that God does not approve of this lifestyle or that she should not be openly walking in this lifestyle. I'm not saying you should be alone. I'm saying at the basis of anything, I want you to be who God created you to be. And I know that for you, you're believing that I was created this way to love this way. But I would actually wonder because you're like, well, I want to love who I want to love. There's that attraction. But when I, it's like, where do you draw the line when there's, I'm attract, I'm a grown man. I like little boys. I am a person, I like, and I know Girl. that you don't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, first of all, I love this young lady's boldness. <laughs> now, they're laughing at her like what she said is so outrageous, but she made a valid point, and we actually see this happening today. The um, That movement, we ain't even going to get into it. Minor attracted persons is what they're trying to call themselves now. That's a real movement. 
but I'm going to back that up just a few seconds. I am a person, oh, I like, and I know girl. that you don't agree with oh, that, no. but there are lines because that if we go by thing. how we... You know that's not the same I know thing. you don't agree with He's saying it's not the same thing. It is the same. It ain't the exact same thing, but it's basically the same thing. With that, and I know that it is the same. I think the LGBT is like a huge topic within the Christian community. You know what it is? I might get in trouble if I say this. <laughs> um, people can come up with their own righteousness, their own moral compass of righteousness. And basically what it is, is this guy doesn't see any disgust with the lifestyle that he's in, but he does see disgust with the potential of an adult being with the child. Okay. And and what it is, <laughs> um, God called his lifestyle an abomination and he just, he just doesn't see it that way. But the person who, who feels like they're born attracted to children they won't see their attraction that way. You know, they see it as this is who I am. So that's what makes it the same thing. Um, it is disgusting, right? And I'm not going to get in trouble tonight, but um, I I don't got to go into detail as to why that is, but it just is. God said it is, so it is. I'm, I'm not going to get in trouble tonight. Let's keep going. But... It doesn't make it any worse than, like, I drink and stuff, and sometimes I drink in excess, which is a sin. Um, but it just doesn't get, that's normalized, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't get attacked as frequently as, like, an LGBT would, like, community would, you know what I mean? I just... Okay. What's the difference? Define support differently. Um, I think you can completely support somebody's right to love and feel love without supporting homosexual activity. Homosexual activity is sinful. Raping a child is sinful. We can argue about what's worse or what's more acceptable or what our society has normalized, but at the end of the day, we all sin and we all sin in different ways. And none of those sins should be celebrated. None of those sins should be condoned. And all of us should be working not to change who we are, but to become more like Christ. Okay. Basically, what she's saying is, I support the people, even though I don't agree with them. Fair enough, right? But uh, I feel like, and I mean, she's a woman, but I feel like, let me not even say I feel. I disagree with her saying that we shouldn't change. The gospel is designed to change. This is an interesting one. God loves everybody equally. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me let me, let me let me let me check in on the chat real quick to make sure I'm still here. <laughs> I just gotta make sure y'all okay. I just wanna make sure I'm not missing anything. We'll we'll do a few little comments real quick and then we're gonna get right back to the video. So, so B says, when I was new in the faith, Christians tried, you know what I'm going to do? Can I show y'all this screen? I wish I, I apologize for not having my, um, my, what's the name? So, uh, my stream yard, I'm still working that out. B says, 
when I was new in the faith, Christians tried to teach me how to look and act like a Christian, but it was a part of my journey. I'm thankful for God showing me that Christianity is about a relationship. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, who claim to be Christians. <laughs> Moni said, whoa, look at the girl the yellow. Moni enjoying this video. <laughs> it's interesting. All right, let's see. Oh, gosh. Moni says she is crazy. She is hurt because she is standing on what the Bible says. Pat says God loves the people but hates the sin. Simply Stacy says this happens because saints do not want to be the bad guy and are scared to hit the nail in the head and call it what it is sin wow um carol said jesus said to those jews who believed if you continue in my word you are my disciples indeed if you love me obey my commandments if we can't agree with his word we can't follow him amen yeah God is just so good. This is why I want to check in. I'm a little backed up on the comments, but y'all are saying some really good stuff. Carol says they're confusing love with lust. Yeah, Moni says I deny myself food every day. I got to do better with that. <laughs> but, you know, that's why we should fast. Jesus said when you fast, because when you fast, you really give. It's like if your flesh and your spirit are wrestling with each other every day, right? When you fast, that's like, that's like your spirit giving your flesh just like a clean left hook, just like, like bow, like, and you know the you know the flesh can't fight back, so it's like you give it that left hook and it kind of resets you a little bit, and then you can kind of get back to your regularly scheduled program, you know. But let's look at a few more comments, then we're gonna continue on with the video. Uh, okay. Set free by the Most High says, facts, every day we have to pick up our cross and truly follow the Lord and deny our flesh, casting down those thoughts that are not of him or align with his word. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is is like consistency. You know what I mean? Just really becoming consistent. That to me can be a little bit of a challenge, but that's where the fasting comes in. That's where all these other things come in. I always be wanting to greet these bots. Uh, let's remove this comment. Um, God bless you, Anthony. Oh, DJ says, I watched that back in 2019, and I was appalled at the answers from so-called Christians. I understand. Carol says, amen. God said it. it is, God said it is, then it is. That's what it means to follow the Lord. God's word is the ultimate truth to know what sin is. Let me ask y'all this question. How can we get non-believers and also people who consider themselves Christian but are not actually following Christ? How do we get them to get this? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how can we communicate this to them? Should we just lay it straight out like, boom, this is what it is? Or should it be something where it's like we got to do all of this politicking? Because I feel like the politicking is uh is how we got in this situation in the first place. But while y'all answer that question, let's keep going. It sounds great to say God loves everybody and does and God Oh yeah, so the question was God loves everybody equally. 
you got some explaining to do over there. <laughs> Talk about standing alone. It sounds great to say God loves everybody and, does, and God does love everybody, but I don't believe equally. He loves his own children more than the others in the world. He would not send someone that he loves truly to hell. He is love, that's what his embodiment is. So I think it's impossible for him to not show love towards his children. I don't think it's, there's varying degrees. I think it's all standardized against everyone. Like everyone is loved equally. Interesting, they only got two takes. We could have a whole Bible study on that. It's God's will that none should perish. And God is love, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure one of them scriptures says that, that God hates somebody with a perfect hatred. Let me find that for you. I think I'm making it up. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make God the bad guy, but what I'm saying is like, um, there's a whole lot that we can study on this. So the scripture says, I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. The context says, surely thou will slay the wicked, O God. Depart, from, maybe this was David. Let me see something real quick. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. So forgive me, I think that this is David speaking. He he did hate his enemies. <laughs> David hated his enemies so much that when Solomon was that he, when he, when David was on his deathbed. He told Solomon some people that he wanted to do to uh, put a hit out on, basically. So he says, search me, O God, know my heart and try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So forgive me. That ain't got nothing to do with God. I think that was David speaking. Um, but, yeah, God is angry with the wicked every day. Does God love people generally? I think God does love everybody because it's his will that none should perish. Uh, but the the qualifier there was like equally, so that's I feel like that's a good Bible study to have. I could see I see the point that both of them made. I would date someone who isn't Christian. I would date someone who isn't Christian. Wow, it's like they parted the Red Sea, didn't they? <laughs> Man. I am married. I've been married for almost 10 years to a Christian man. For me, what I feel in the Bible that God describes as a Christian family is two people, husband and wife, who are devoted to serving the Lord together. And we need somebody to come alongside us who is helping us to pursue our purpose and our calling in Christ. It's totally possible and often happens that People of different religions or someone who's a Christian and that doesn't have a religion at all are able to still work together and are able to still help people grow in their faith. I totally respectfully, this gentleman just he he just apparently is just not in the word or he doesn't believe the word. But let's keep going. I really agree that I could learn from non-Christians, even benefit from relationships with Muslims, Buddhists, or other non-Christians. But the Bible is specific about not being yoked in marriage to unbelievers, whether you're a Muslim, Christian, or a Buddhist, and you find someone who doesn't share that, I think you're missing something core in that relationship, which I like this guy. won't work for any marriage. 
But the thing is, uh, when you break down so many of the major religions, a lot of the tenets are the same, and we kind of believe the same thing inherently. But that's why this. Okay, so the reason, one of the reasons why we're showing this video is because we're talking about the great falling away. And I believe a part of that great falling away is people who are, I, I believe we're going to perceive it as a great falling away. And maybe it might be even be some real Christians that'll fall away. But I think I'm showing this because if you listen to what that guy said, he said all of the major religions basically have the same tenets. Well, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but by me. So Jesus came to bring division. He, he came. Basically, what I'm saying is when Jesus made that statement, he made it so that Christianity cannot be reconciled with any other religion because he said it comes through me. So this guy saying they're all basically the same. He's just kind of like strikes me as an eat the meat, spit out the bone type person. Um, cafeteria Bible, take what I want respectfully. I think we're very different yeah. in terms of what we believe. That we may have similar activities like going to church or a mosque, but what I personally believe about Jesus is not shared with yeah, other religions. No one else agrees 100%. with that. I like that guy. I am waiting to have sex until marriage. Uh oh. I'm waiting to have sex until marriage. <laughs> Three, two. <laughs> Man, look, nervous is out of what? <laughs> I wish I could be over there, but I can't. Uh, Dang, um, dude. I made some bad decisions when I was younger. The people that I've been with. Chicks be loving that, uh, chicks be loving that hat and blazer, apparently, and that bow tie. I need to give me one of them bow ties. With prior, there's always a piece of me with them, you know what I mean? Like, it's something I can never get back. It kind of bums me out a lot, because <laughs> it's like, I wish I could have saved myself all the way until marriage. I wish I could be So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pause for a second, because I'm, I'm not sure how he's interpreting the question, right? I'm not sure if he is saying because I already have had sex before and because I have a track record, I'm not eligible for this question. So I'm not sure how he understood the question. To me, I would have answered the question by saying from this point on <laughs> in my life, I'm waiting. Right. But I'm assuming all these folks look like they at least at least like 25. So at least 23, 22, 23, 25. So this guy looked like a full on millennial. So um, point being, I'm not sure he understood the question, but we'll play that again. Over there, but I can't. Uh, um, unfortunately, I made some bad decisions when I was younger. The people that I've been with prior, there's always a piece of me with them. You know what I mean? Like it's something I can never get back. Kind of that sucks, but I don't agree that he could never get it back. Uh, I believe that the Lord can make us whole. Bums me out a lot because <laughs> it's like I wish I could have saved myself all the way until marriage. Um, well, yeah, you can't get your genuine virginity back. That's true if that's what he means. Um, in all aspects of physical relations. As far as sex goes, I mean, that's your party sold. But I do think that as a Christian, I should be dating to find someone to be with long-term or finding someone to marry. And so part of that does involve 
sometimes waiting a little bit longer, waiting longer to like have sex and to like really be intimate. So I personally am actually not. I'm not even sure what he said there, but let's just keep going. Not even kissing until I get engaged, which a lot of people don't believe me about. But I had a two-year relationship, and I promise it happened. And it was strong, girl. I didn't particularly like it, but I just find so much strength and closeness to God in reserving my physical expression of love for people. Even though it's very, very far from easy, it's something I'm so excited for. To be able to tell that person, I saved this, the most intimate part of myself oh, my fault. for you, because God was the only one who had a key to my heart before this. Hold on, were y'all able to hear the last, y'all should have still been able to hear, but I just didn't have a screen up, sorry about that. But that, those were interesting answers. You know, I liked her answer. I'm not sure I understood the gentleman's answer. Uh, but yeah, as Christians, we should be waiting, you know what I mean, until we get married. And once we get married, then we'll consummate the marriage. I know that's like a foreign language to a lot of folks, but that's what the Bible calls for. Oh, wow. Listen to that question. If I died now, I would go to heaven. Wow. Let's see how they answer. How would you guys answer this question? If I died now, I would go to heaven. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm a good person, but I'm saved by faith in Jesus Christ who forgives me of my sin. I know where I've placed my faith, and that's why I know where I'm gonna go. I don't know, it's hard to know exactly what specifically is considered the biggest sins that will keep someone from going to heaven, especially for me when I haven't put as much thought into it as I should. Christianity's not about just making sure you're checking off all the boxes to go to heaven. I feel like that robs us of the heaven that's present here on earth. All I'm responsible for is doing my best every day, and I pray that I do that every day, and I think that's true for everybody. Everybody is just responsible for their best. Bye -bye. Well, I'm glad that they are able to come together and um, have just a good dialogue, you know what I mean? And um, I respect everybody who came on there because it takes a lot of boldness to really talk about how you feel. It takes a lot of boldness to have these type of conversations. And um, <laughs> sorry, I don't immature because I'm really just trying to think how I would be if I went on there. I probably would be like the girl in the yellow. Most I'll probably most align with her answers and her responses but um i mean y'all know i'm just not with the woke stuff you know what i mean i'm just not with it so <laughs> but i mean i keep it respectful you know what i mean i keep respectful because the bible said with some we we win we save with compassion and others with fear and i think that's where we're getting it wrong i think i think we've been showing the wrong things to the wrong people. You know, some people need to have a really compassionate message and some people need to have a really frightening message. And um, I think we do way more 
compassion in this country than we do fear because uh, quite frankly like i said last week this is just a feminine country now but the bible says that the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so it's like when folks don't don't understand stuff or don't get it it's because they don't actually fear the lord so i just wanted to share that video with you with you guys like i said my buddy from the world sent it to me and I thought it was interesting and it kind of fit in what the Lord gave me tonight about this idea of the great falling away. You know what I mean? Um, is it happening today? What's really going on? Because what will happen is those those people who are more on the um like the liberal side of Christianity, when 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 the when the temperature really gets turned up high they will completely fall away or they will convince themselves, which is kind of like what they're already doing now. They will convince themselves that, that they are already good and already Christian. And that, that brand of Christianity that those people who actually follow Jesus and believe him, whatever they're talking about, that's not even Christ. That's how they will ration it off in their mind. Like, the God I serve or my God or my Jesus. But Paul said that there is a such thing as another Jesus. Right. He said, if any man come to you preaching another Jesus, basically um, uh, that, that we have not taught you another faith that we have not taught you, let him be accursed. I'm going to find that scripture. Then we're going to, then we're going to read some comments. Then we're going to close out for tonight. First Corinthians, excuse me, I'm sorry. Second Corinthians 11 verse four. For if he that comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Okay. And in Galatians, I believe it is. Paul said, if somebody come to you preaching another gospel, let him be accursed. So man, um, I like the idea of doing reaction videos. I think I might do a few more of these. I feel like they're going to get me in trouble, though. <laughs> so we'll see how long this stays up. Respectfully. So let's look at these last comments, and then we'll close out for the night. Anthony says, we as Christians got to protect our children. Call me the bad guy. I'm telling it how it is. I agree with you, brother. The children are next. So we definitely have to protect our children. I'm going to say this real quick. They got this don't say gay thing, quote unquote, don't say gay thing in Florida. That's what the media is calling it. It's a law. Basically, the law, which is only about seven or eight pages long, so you can read it. I haven't read it, but you can read it. The word gay is not even mentioned. What it's basically saying is that from children ages, I think it was like pre-K, to third grade you're not supposed to talk about anything relating to sexuality which is not a hard ask is to me that's how it should be it really should go even higher than that but to preserve what we can preserve with our children they're saying pre-k to third grade so an example would be let's say there was a question on the test and the question said you know Susie had Susie got five apples from her mom and then she got three apples from her other mom. How many apples does Susie have? The whole thing of like 
five apples from your first mom and then three from your second mom, which would suggest a household where you have two moms. This particular law is saying that you can't say that to this age group of children, which is how it should be. But uh, the media is trying to make it seem like like you can't say the word gay or 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 all this stuff. What it's basically saying is you're not supposed to talk about sexuality with children at that young of an age. But unfortunately, that's where folks are going. God bless you, Brother Brian. Moni says they're confusing love with perversion. Chick in Truth says this is a good topic, Brother Greg. An interesting question to ask would be, what line would Jesus be standing on? Wow. That would, that, you know, oh my, oh man. If they had asked that, that would be so, that would have added a whole different element because what it would have forced them to do is to say, do I agree with Jesus? And they probably would, I mean, who knows what they would have done. Let me not make assumptions for them, right? But what it will force you to do is to either come into alignment with Jesus, acknowledge that you're out of alignment with Jesus, or to create a false narrative of Jesus. Who knows? On that last question, the guy, the question was like, Am I going to uh, am I certain that I'm going to heaven or something like that? He he was like uh, slightly disagree. And I think what that is, is hopefully what it is. What that tells me is that he doesn't have peace. It tells me that he does not have peace because. What he said was kind of like, oh, well, I'm not sure what God really likes or dislikes that much. So I'm just going to wing it. And hopefully if I'm a good enough person, then he'll let me in. Now, bro, you got to have a blessed assurance. You got to have a blessed assurance. Man. Anthony Young says Christians be seeking approval from the world. They do. Those who have ears, let them hear. Wow. Stacy says they need to ask themselves how many people love God. And I mean, truly love God. God knows when someone loves his enemy more than him. And the fruit of a person reveals that who's on the Lord's side. Moni says, yeah, God said our enemies will become his enemies. Some people who claim to love God are God's enemies. That's true. But I, I will say I even believe God loves his enemies because Paul said uh, that we were once enemies of God. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, God is love. You know, I, I kind of do believe God loves everybody. Um, but he is angry with the wicked every day. Brittany says we only can stand on what Scripture says about sin and rightly divide the truth. One can also point out the deviation that can come from living out sin, including a homosexual lifestyle. D says, God loved Jacob, but not Esau. Why? We don't know, but that's truth. <laughs> it's true. He said, Jacob, I love Esau. I hate it. Interestingly enough, I heard somebody teach that hated means that it means to love less. I got to go into a deeper study on that. 
Oh, Lord have mercy. I ain't even gonna read that comment, Moni. <laughs> Man. Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of stew. That's true. But even but to Sister D's point, even in the womb, God already had known what he had planned for Jacob and Esau, which is a whole nother Bible study in and of itself. Man. Well, I'm just about caught up. Let's see. We got a few more. Oh yeah, I will comment tonight. Okay. B says this video is pretty much how it is in the church. It's not always easy to have dialogue, so this is good. And that's why I did appreciate the video when it was all said and done, because I just we need to know how people think. Carol says, We can't save ourselves, only Jesus can save us. Good works can't save us, Jesus saves. Amen. Anthony says, To save the children, I will sell my cloak and get a sword. Carol says, The young lady thinks her good efforts can bring her to heaven. Only Jesus can bring her home to the Father. Wow. Marcia says, The lesbian I'm dealing with at work told me she knows where she's going and that she believes she's going to heaven and I told her yes if you repent that's true Ashkenazi says all my neighbors and relatives are fully sold out to Satan Lucifer to the degree I haven't a clue how to approach them regarding witnessing wow man Marcia says let God's curse fall on anyone including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. Galatians chapter 1 verse 8, New Living Translation. Man, then she goes on to say the next verse. I say again, what we have said before, if anyone preaches any other good news than the, than the one you welcome, let that person be cursed. Galatians 1 and 9. Wow. Do I agree with Jesus? Ashkenazi says, I think the problem is people don't read the Bible enough nor study it. It wasn't until I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation three times that I began to understand it. Well, I agree with your point, sister, that folks don't read the Bible enough because what the Bible is designed to do. Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God is a two edged sword. So it is designed to cut us. And sometimes people don't like to be cut. So they don't read the word or maybe they don't have a hunger for the word or maybe they're just listening. They say, oh, I listen to the preacher, but they don't work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Brittany says, can you do a Bible study about Esau and Jacob and the birthright? It seems like Esau was ticked, excuse me, tricked by Jacob. I did one on them, but I think it's a good time to bring that back. So uh, hopefully soon, Sister Brittany, we can do a Bible study on that pretty soon. But listen, family. I thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. Hopefully I ain't getting into too much trouble. Hopefully this video stays up. I think I did all the copyright stuff the right way, but we'll see. But listen, you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. If you're going to church tomorrow, if you're part of that 47% who still go to church, enjoy yourself, worship the Lord, praise the Lord. That's all I have in this Solid Talk family. Thank you for hanging out with me. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. 
speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working as goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless, I can't even call it We in the last days, Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in